This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about many things to really make your business successful from a legal perspective. And it's funny because, you know, a a lot of things people ignore. They forget, they don't even know that they need to be doing some of these things. And so that's why it's so much fun that I'm going to be talking with Diana Stallone today. So welcome, Diana. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, this really is going to be great. And so let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll just jump into this. So Diana Stallone is a corporate and litigation attorney with over 25 years of experience representing businesses and entrepreneurs. She has worked at three elite law firms and is currently the managing attorney for the Senior Partner Law Group in New York City. She is a trained mediator and author of several books dedicated to helping entrepreneurs navigate today's complex legal landscape, including the Legal Reference Guide for Entrepreneurs. We're going to be talking about that book. She also has an online course instructing entrepreneurs how to negotiate like a lawyer. Attorney Stallone has a long history of advocating for civil and human rights. She is a former civil rights commissioner and has served on several boards, including the Lawyers International Human Rights Committee and Youth Futures International, an international nonprofit promoting youth community service and education. She was also the recipient of the American Jurisprudence Award for Intellectual Property. So, again, Diana, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Deb. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, this is going to be so much fun. And it really, uh, it, 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 it's one of those things that I think is so important. And that is making sure that you are doing business the way you should be doing business. Um, you know, and, 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 and taking the steps to make sure that your business is protected, that it is set up correctly and doing that right at the very start. Um, you know, we talk with a, a lot of people on this program about setting up a business. And one of the things that I always tell people is, you, you know, one of the people you really absolutely should be consulting is an attorney. Um, you know, you want to make sure it's set up correctly. You want to make sure that you have everything in place, again, so that somebody doesn't come along and take your business or, heaven forbid, you get sued. You know, have you protected things so that your house doesn't go to somebody? You know, all of these various things, even just your name um, of the business. And, and so that's why we're going to have so much fun talking with Diana today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and I've addressed some of those issues um, because one of the things I noticed that uh, I belong to a bunch of entrepreneur mm-hmm. groups mm-hmm. and women helping other women, and sort. Of, and one of the things I noticed is that sometimes entrepreneurs or people will have an idea for a mm-hmm. business, right? And they just become so overwhelmed about like they don't really know where to mm-hmm. start, right? And they're also just scared to like they don't. It, it's hard for them to conceptualize of how they make that idea into something real. 
Right. It's really not that difficult. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. But I do think that in today's world Mm -hmm. where every aspect of your business is likely regulated in Mm -hmm. some way, in ways that you would never Mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. So it really creates a lot of hidden landmines Mm -hmm. that people can very easily step on without ever knowing that there's even a problem there. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, are, they're smart enough to realize if Mm -hmm. I I see a problem, I'm going to try to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, a lot of these landmines are hidden and you really don't even know that they're regulated, that that the process that you're about to do, Mm -hmm. for example, that you want to hire somebody and you want to put a advertisement in the newspaper or in Craigslist Mm -hmm. or whatever, to hire someone, you don't realize that that advertisement is regulated by law what wow. you can say and mm-hmm. what you can't say. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to hire somebody, what you can ask them. Oh yeah. Interview is also lots of, way. lots of things there. Mm-hmm. So there's, or even what you can have on your, on your actual written employment mm-hmm. uh, right. application. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that what's happened is, is that it's become so overregulated that, and, and I think for well-meaning reasons, mm-hmm. right. but at the same time, it really puts entrepreneurs in mm-hmm. a position where they can feel really overwhelmed mm-hmm. And they can also get themselves in a lot of right. trouble. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think that the fact that legal representation has become so unaffordable, mm-hmm. it's so outrageous mm-hmm. that it it the combination of the overregulation and then the inaccessibility mm-hmm. of affordable legal services mm-hmm. for people really causing a crisis for right. entrepreneurs. And that's the reason that I did write mm-hmm. that book was right. because I saw that as mm-hmm. sort of a something that I saw mm-hmm. repeatedly people coming mm-hmm. to me and saying, Hey, you know, I did this or that. And mm-hmm. I kept thinking, geez, if I, if, well, if you had only, right. If you'd only avoided But again, a lot of times it was something that they really just didn't think that the mm-hmm. law even applied right. to. Like they mm-hmm. didn't even think that there was, I mean, a lot of times if people say, Oh, there's a, Oh, I have a big contract to sign. They know, okay, I should probably have a lawyer looking at me at that. Right. But for things like, you know, choosing your name mm-hmm. or deciding how to hire somebody mm-hmm. and saying the person says, hey, you know, I'd like to work as an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, that works for me. And you mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm all good. Right. And only realize, wow, you got slapped with a huge fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were basically an employee. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. And in some states, they take a very, well, most states actually take a dim view of this. And in fact, this is one of the the issues that Mm -hmm. I want to address um, at some point is that the business community, I think, does need to step up. And we are going to have to start doing some advocacy Mm -hmm. about how these laws are affecting Mm -hmm. small businesses and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that uh, a lot of, chambers of commerce or other organizations that traditionally represent businesses, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they're necessarily really taking that task mm-hmm. on because, right. well, if they are doing it, they're not doing a very good job because mm-hmm. these laws are becoming increasingly punitive mm-hmm. and they really are causing all kinds of problems for both mm-hmm. people who are now newly out of their jobs. And you're seeing a whole bunch of people in their forties, fifties and sixties mm-hmm. getting thrown out of their jobs mm-hmm. and particularly people in their sixties mm-hmm. and fifties, they're never getting employed again. And right. so, but they have a skill. And so mm-hmm. they want to market that as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. And they want to, a lot of times people won't hire them, but they mm-hmm. will hire them as an independent contractor. Right. So when you put the squeeze on that relationship, mm-hmm. you really can cause a huge problem mm-hmm. for both people who need to make money and mm-hmm. survive and small businesses who really don't want to have the kinds of 
burdens that mm-hmm. come with having an employee. Right. And so these regulations, they are well-meaning. It's really mm-hmm. designed to stop employers from taking right. advantage they, of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But it can have an opposite effect. And mm-hmm. I think we need to find a balance there. And I do think that part of what we need to do as the business community mm-hmm. is kind of step up mm-hmm. and start showing some other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Because there's also one of the things that's driving this um, desire to punish employers is the desires of states to have revenue. Right. It's a revenue mm-hmm. maker. Mm-hmm. For right. People. Because in many cases, yeah. they're not getting the taxes that they That's should. Right. Mm-hmm. And also the people who are in these enforcement agencies their job is to collect money from you. Mm-hmm. And right. that's how they get evaluated. Mm-hmm. So because the law is very discretionary mm-hmm. in most instances, you can be well assured mm-hmm. that they will exercise their discretion mm-hmm. in a way that's going to require you to pay money mm-hmm. because that's how they get evaluated. Right. What do they bring in? Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, you know, whenever you start thinking about government mm-hmm. and its relationship to people, um, I don't think the government really should be looking at us as prey. You right. know, or as, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I mean, uh-huh. yeah. how, the idea almost how can they hurt us as opposed yeah. to how can they help us? And that it needs to be that that relationship needs to be mm-hmm. adjusted mm-hmm. a little bit to make it right. so that we have a fairer shot mm-hmm. at um, making sure that we structure our relationships mm-hmm. in a way that's fair. And mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting we should allow people to take advantage of other mm-hmm. people. Uh, in fact, I'm a big advocate of not doing that right. for a lot of right. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, from both sides, mm-hmm. but also to to understand that uh, that that government has its place, and mm-hmm. some regulations are required, mm-hmm. but that we need to find the right balance mm-hmm. in terms of making sure that we allow people to structure their relationships mm-hmm. in a way that's going to work for them right. in today's world. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk more about um, independent consultants. I'm an independent consultant, um, okay. and I know that a lot of our our uh, listeners and our viewers are people who are independent consultants. You know, they go in, they do X, and that's you know that's that's pretty much all they do. And you know, luckily when I set my business up, I actually was working for attorneys, and uh-huh. so I got some some really some pretty good advice from them. But you know, it's, it is things, um, you know, actually let's take a step back and and let's talk about initially setting your business up. Um, because I think many people, especially now are doing the side hustle thing, you know, and, and in many cases it might've started out as a hobby. Um, you know, they made something and then they could sell it on weekends and oh, maybe they could sell even more. Or as you said, you know, it's somebody who is no longer employed full time, but they can consult, um, right. you know, whether that was their choice or they aged out or whatever it was, you know, they still want to, to be working. And so, you know, but they don't want to work full time, you know, whether it's, again, their choice or, um, you know, the, the choice of employers, right. they just don't right. want to, you know, 40 hours right. a week is not going to be happening. Um, so I always tell people, you know, set it up right at the start rather than having to go backwards. And so if you think that somebody's going to pay you for what you're doing, then maybe you need to set up as a business. Um, and it's, it's funny, when I initially set up my business, this was over 20 years ago, there was no internet. And so I had to trot my little self down to the Colorado Secretary of State, you know, and, and I had researched it, you know, and, and I knew what I was supposed to do. And I paid them like my $30 or whatever it was. And it was so funny because they gave me a piece of paper that was about this big and that was it. I was a business. And what that was, that was the receipt from their, their cash machine. 
And that said, I'm a business. I mean, and I still have that because that actually is kind of the, the legal thing. Now, obviously, it's on their website and, and all sorts of things. But it was so funny because, you know, here I get this little piece of paper. And, you know, I was expecting trumpets and fanfare. I'd started my own business and they're like, next. Right. Um, but, you know, the, initially, of course, the big thing was, what was I going to name my business? Um, you know, and, and again, this was before I could Google all of this and, you know, and, and so, but, but talk to us about why it's, it's very important to start off right with a name that is yours. Well, I, I see you, you're pointed to two different things. One is the structure of the business and what's the proper structure. Mm -hmm. And the other is the proper name. I think that they come in the first order that first you want to pick a name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, what I recommend people do is, and we are very lucky that we do have the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword in that in the old days, if you had the name, unless you were like McDonald's or something, you were pretty much okay. If somebody else Mm -hmm. had the name, they may never know. Uh Whereas now if you're doing business online Mm -hmm. and you're using somebody else's Mm -hmm. name, it's very possible Mm -hmm. that they are going to know Mm -hmm. and that you're going to have some sort of conflicting problem. Mm -hmm. What I recommend that people do is, you know, you, when you think about your business name, you have mm-hmm. to think about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You want to think about first, you know, obviously what, what is the message that you're right. sending by the name mm-hmm. of your business? Mm-hmm. I was uh, talking to, to on this forum the other day and I'm not going to name this woman's business, but she said it was a cleaning business and it had something like so-and-so's touch. And I was, and so she said, I keep getting all these porn messages right. and stuff. And or I was massage like, massage therapy or, you know, I was like, well, hon, you know, you, you might want to think about changing yeah. the name. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're obviously going to think about the, the, the message mm-hmm. that you're sending mm-hmm. out, um, and, and how that's going to read mm-hmm. the people and, and which is why it's a good idea mm-hmm. to kind of bounce it off people. Cause sometimes right. you don't necessarily think about the connotations mm-hmm. that are going to come mm-hmm. or how you might offend somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, there was another big discussion right. on the same board about mm-hmm. someone had named their, their thing boss babes. And a lot of women, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, including me, were yeah. not happy about that. Or, yeah, no. you know, just, it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really want to, you know, so there's a lot of reasons to mm-hmm. bounce it off somebody else. Mm-hmm. But you, so you want to pick, a, you know, think about why mm-hmm. you're picking that name and what connotations that somebody might have. Mm-hmm. And um, also think about what your initials might spell if it's right. something, mm-hmm. you know, like pornographic. Mm-hmm. You might want to think mm-hmm. about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you want to think about all those things, but then you really just want to do a Google search mm-hmm. and say, who else has this name and what are they using it for? Mm-hmm. Then I recommend that you go to the USPTO, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office, which you mm-hmm. can access online. And I just want to tell your listeners that be sure that if you do that, you go to the .gov. It's USPTO.gov. Okay. You always want to go to the .gov website because otherwise you get a whole bunch of scammers mm-hmm. who are going to come at you who have somehow managed to do their SEO so that mm-hmm. when you type in USPTO, their website comes up right. and then they've got it very deceptively looking mm-hmm. like you're mm-hmm. at the official website when you're not. Mm-hmm. You really want to go to the USPTO.gov website and you can do a name search right there. It's very simple to do. Mm-hmm. And you just click it in uh, under it says new search and mm-hmm. uh, and it, and you can type in the name and mm-hmm. say you want to do a word search and now it'll pull up and it'll say live or dead and you'll mm-hmm. be able to see does somebody have a trademark on that name mm-hmm. if someone has a trademark on that name mm-hmm. don't even think about right 
about using it. Mm -hmm. If someone has a trademark on a name that's very similar, it may not even be exact, mm -hmm. but it may be very similar. Mm -hmm. You might want to look at, well, what is the service or product that they're, right. that they're, that they're doing? Mm -hmm. Because if it's similar to what you're doing, mm -hmm. there's a very good possibility that that name won't be approved mm -hmm. if you tried to trademark mm -hmm. it. If you, and I do recommend that, I mean, I think that if you're doing your little hobby and you're selling to your friends or whatever, maybe you don't need to spend the money trademark. Right. Mm -hmm. But if, so it really is a judgment call. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to invest real dollars mm -hmm. and real time into creating a presence for yourself mm -hmm. and making your business known to you and what it is you sell, mm -hmm. you don't want somebody else to ride on your coattails mm -hmm. and even steal. Right. Name because mm -hmm. if you don't trademark it, mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. and they can actually prevent you from using mm -hmm. it. So it's right. very important, and it's you know it can be a little bit expensive to do. Mm -hmm. It's like two hundred seventy-five dollars per for the filing fee per category mm -hmm. of what it is you want to do, and it can be a little tricky. Mm -hmm. But you can get a lawyer to do it for probably mm -hmm. you know a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars, and then you have to pay. So for a few mm -hmm. thousand dollars, you can actually trademark your name. Right. Um, and it really is worth doing. So you mm -hmm. really want to make sure that the name itself is okay mm -hmm. before you even proceed any further, because you want to clear that first. And then mm -hmm. a lot of people mistake the fact that they, if they look for a URL mm -hmm. online and that URL is available, they think, yeah. and they oh, it's available. It. Mm -hmm. And they no. think, well, that's my name. I've mm -hmm. reserved it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you didn't reserve it. Mm -hmm. It's not your name. That's your name for your URL, mm -hmm. but it doesn't in any way protect you from having other people use right. your name. Mm -hmm. so they're two separate things. And mm -hmm. a lot of times people are confused about that, but you also want to go online and see well, what URL mm -hmm. is going to make sense right. for that as well. And mm -hmm. if you can reserve that, you should do that too. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, just to avoid confusion. Mm -hmm. Right. But then the second issue is what kind of structure you right. want that business mm -hmm. to have. Did you have a question? Well, you know, I, uh, one of the things that I've seen some people do is they pick a similar name thinking that, okay, well, you'll, you'll, you'll mistype Walmart and you'll get right. my company name. Okay. You know, no. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that either. No, yeah, no. I wouldn't recommend that either mm -hmm. because um, for the same reason. I mean, mm -hmm. if you try to if you try to invest in that mm -hmm. business or that name, mm -hmm. you're going to have somebody coming after you and right. say, "Hey, you know, you're you're too similar mm -hmm. to mine." Mm -hmm. I know that even like Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. they had uh, there was another company called Dunkin' Dip. Mm -hmm. And they had the same uh, colors right. and everything. And they were really trying to mm -hmm. just sort of ride yeah. off the coattails mm -hmm. of that other company. Mm -hmm. And they did get sued mm -hmm. um, for that. But I don't know what the result of that lawsuit was. Mm -hmm. I seem to recall the judge in that case. And I'm not going to comment mm -hmm. um, about I, what I thought about that judge. Mm -hmm. but, um, but So I don't know whether, you know, his rulings on the case were appealed or not. But I'm mm -hmm. just saying doing that is not right. a good really something well, I would just avoid. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to be wasting your money having to right. defend that. No. Um, you know, and, and in some cases, I mean, one of the easiest things is to use your name, your name, right. name. Um, right. you know, now granted there's, you know, we very rarely is it that you are the only one, <laughs> you know, there are actually like four Deb careers. It's very amazing. Um, really? but, but yeah, you know, so you, you, you do need to look at that. And that was one of the things I had thought about when I started my business, which my company is wise women communications. 
Um, and you know, and, and I, I read that. That was one of the hardest things for me to come up with was what was my, you know, did I want to use my name? Did I want to, but then I thought, oh, that kind of limits, um, you know, did I want to use Denver, Colorado, Rocky Mountain, something? And again, I thought that's too limiting. Um, and now it's funny. What people ask me is, can stupid men do business with us? Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, it was something that I thought a long time about, um, but I also, one of the things that, that was a big consideration was I do want to work with women-owned businesses. And so that was part of that name. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that really was, you know, a big consideration for me was, you know, what was it going to be? Yeah. So I think that, you know, getting the name things situated, mm -hmm. it's sort of a good place to start. Right. Like mm -hmm. what, you know, I mean, obviously before that you're going to be thinking about, you know, who do I want to serve? What, mm -hmm. what value am I going to bring? Mm -hmm. What makes me unique? Mm -hmm. Who's my client? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff before you conceptualize right. your business. But once you've got all that down, you want to say, okay, what's the name of that going to be? And mm -hmm. is it going to be appropriate? And mm -hmm. then kind of get that nailed down so yep. that you that you're okay with that. Mm -hmm. Then you have to decide, okay, well, what is the structure mm -hmm. that I want for this mm -hmm. business? And you basically get to choose between mm -hmm. like five different structures. Right. And um, just to, to, I have on my uh, my smart entrepreneur, I have a, a Facebook page for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's called The Smart Entrepreneur 360. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you can look it up. And on that website or on that Facebook page, I have a short video in which oh. I, it's a free video. It's so anyone can look at mm -hmm. it. And it basically goes through the different, the five mm -hmm. different types mm -hmm. of business structures that you can mm -hmm. have. And I analyze that. But, and here's the, the, you need to analyze each structure mm -hmm. from three perspectives. First, you want to know how easy is this structure to create and maintain? Like what documents am I going to need? Okay. Am I going to have to pay every year to maintain it? Mm -hmm. What documents do I need to maintain in order to make sure that that structure stays intact? Mm -hmm. You want to know how hard is this to create and maintain? Mm -hmm. Secondly, you want to know what, what is this going to do to protect me and my personal assets? Right. Like what, what effect will this have mm -hmm. and how well will this protect me mm -hmm. and my assets if right. I adopt this mm -hmm. structure? Mm -hmm. The third thing you want to know is what are the tax consequences mm -hmm. of um, adopting And, and that how structure. are you going to be filing your taxes? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, rather than go through the, you know, it's kind of boring. And it, it's, it's, it is a complicated discussion. Mm -hmm. It's kind of boring. Um, and, you know, with the new tax law that went into effect, that's part of the reason I did the video is because mm -hmm. the new tax law um, you know, affected all of those mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted to do something that was, I was pretty proud of myself because I did not only the video, but mm -hmm. I did what's called a little video scribe where it's mm -hmm. like a um, whiteboard animation. Oh, cool. And I created it myself and I was really proud of myself. Yay. <laughs> I, managed, well, I felt like it was so complicated that you really needed something visual yes. to kind of help you. Mm -hmm. And then I also created a PDF that you can download okay. that actually has Great. the information there. So Great. you should be all set with that. So I don't want to go over it like mm -hmm. too much in detail here. But, and there but, is a little bit of difference from state to state. That's the other yes. little thing that throws you. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, you could be a sole proprietor, such and such and so on. Okay, right. well, that's not available in this state. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Right. Well, and I think, and I think that that, you know, that does make it a little bit tricky. And I think it makes it tricky to be kind of giving out advice sort mm -hmm. of over the internet or right. in, in any way. Mm -hmm. But um, I was careful in my, to, to indicate, you mm -hmm. know, that there are some state differences, mm -hmm. but there are some general 
things that are that are typical that mm-hmm. you will see from state to state. Mm-hmm. And um, generally speaking, especially if you want to be a consultant of some kind, mm-hmm. I do recommend that you incorporate your business in some way, either as a limited liability mm-hmm. company or as a, um, a subchapter mm-hmm. us corporation are kind mm-hmm. of the two most common. Right. And I think in today's world, the LLC probably provides in most states mm-hmm. the most flexibility mm-hmm. for you from a tax perspective right. and also protects you from mm-hmm. liability, assuming mm-hmm. that you, you know, may, and it's pretty easy to start up. Right. And so um, the LLC you is often a very good structure mm-hmm. for, you know, people who are providing professional services mm-hmm. or right. small goods on a, especially professional services on a, on a consulting basis. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if you are a, um, a professional, for example, a lawyer, somebody who requires state licensure, mm-hmm. then you might have to form a professional corporation right. or a professional limited liability mm-hmm. company. And then you might have, there may be some hoops that you need mm-hmm. to jump through in order to prove that you actually have the proper licensure mm-hmm. and all of that right. in your state. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, if you want to provide services as a consultant to somebody, I do recommend that you don't go as a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. which you can do. I mean, you literally can go down to Vistaprint and create a business card for yourself. Mm-hmm. Think of a name and say, I own this business and mm-hmm. I'm the president of it. Right. You know, that it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, if you want to protect yourself from liability, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to think a little further about that. But also, there's a risk involved of you getting hired by someone as an independent contractor mm-hmm. if you don't have your own company. Right. Then right. there becomes this issue of, mm-hmm. and it could still be an issue, mm-hmm. you know, of whether or not you're legitimately mm-hmm. an, a, an actual business mm-hmm. that provides this service to a bunch of different businesses, mm-hmm. or if you're really somebody's employee masquerading mm-hmm. as an independent contractor. Right. right. And that can create consequences mm-hmm. for both you. All right. and, mm-hmm. and in my view, you know, I, I teach seminars on, you know, how to avoid legal landmines and what, and I sometimes I have to choose, okay, what are the five biggest landmines that I think people mm-hmm. will step on? This is one of the five that mm-hmm. I choose yeah. is that mm-hmm. you mischaracterizing mm-hmm. your employee mm-hmm. as an independent contractor can have devastating, oh, right. catastrophic mm-hmm. effects. Mm-hmm. A person gets hurt. Let's say, you know, they're yeah. on their way to go do something for your company. And, and they you heard you had workers comp for them. That's right. And mm-hmm. you didn't have, they're not covered under your workers compensation. Guess who's going to pay mm-hmm. for their medical bills right. and their disability. Mm-hmm. If they lose both of their legs mm-hmm. and they can't work for the rest mm-hmm. of their life, mm-hmm. their lost wages are your responsibility. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're talking about catastrophic liability. Mm-hmm. And now on top of that, the Department of Labor will come down on you with a big fine. Right. And, and they're going to um, look at everybody else you've got. That's exactly more right. More than likely, if you that's right. with one, there's, there's others. That's right. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they think, well, I want you to be an independent contractor mm-hmm. and you want to be an independent contractor. And since we agree, we're good sure. to go. Mm-hmm. And right. that's just not the way the law no. looks at it. And so, mm-hmm. like I said, this is one of the biggest legal landmines mm-hmm. is that the law takes an objective view. Mm-hmm. And this does vary from state to state. So some states are to the extreme, like Massachusetts mm-hmm. is an extreme state insofar as basically if you don't own that company 
and provide that same service to multiple different people, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. almost certainly going to be considered an employee. Ah. Um, so, uh, and uh, for example, I'm an attorney, mm-hmm. I have my own business, mm-hmm. and I provide legal services to a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. I am clearly an independent contractor mm-hmm. as right. to those people. Mm-hmm. I, I own a professional service mm-hmm. business, and you know, I'm, and no one's ever going to say she's your employee Mm -hmm. unless I worked for you exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you look at, and, and, and the other factor that's important is that the people that I'm providing that service to, they're not in the business of providing legal services. Right. Yeah. So it's clear they have to hire someone else. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, so the court is going to look at, are you providing the service, the essential service that that business provides? Mm -hmm. If you are, you may very well be considered mm-hmm. an independent cont- right. or an employee. Mm-hmm. And the court doesn't care what mm-hmm. you call yourself, and they don't care whether right. the person agreed. Mm-hmm. They basically say, we're going to look at this objectively. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a decision based on these factors. And if you are, mm-hmm. you're going to get nailed. And a state like New Jersey um, has taken the position, we're going to fine you $5,000 a day. Oh, for a violation. Mm-hmm. And the governor basically said, we're going to either make you comply or mm-hmm. we're going to put you out of business. Right. Mm-hmm. We prefer to make you comply, mm-hmm. but if we have to put you out of business, mm-hmm. we will. Right. And again, what's driving this is their desire for those tax mm-hmm. dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's one of those things where they can say, well, we, we, we really don't want people to, to take mm-hmm. advantage of you and not provide you with, you know, the proper services. Mm-hmm. And proper insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, of course, legit. Right, that is a fact. But what's mm-hmm. under it is the desire to have that matching, mm-hmm. that matching, right. um, the like, uh, and the, the unemployment mm-hmm. insurance and making sure, of course, mm-hmm. you have workers' compensation right. insurance. So those are huge things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I recommend if you're in the position to really decide, you know, well, what kind of structure do I want, especially if I'm going to work with somebody? Should mm-hmm. that be a general partnership? Mm-hmm. Should it be a limited liability partnership? Rather than me try to explain it here, there's a great video in right. which I've taken pains to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, Facebook, Smart Entrepreneur 360. Perfect. I love it. Well, and it's funny. I have this discussion with clients at least once a year, you know, and, and because one of the, and, and usually it's when they have to, to you know, send me a 1099. And, you know, and, and so, you know, they, they will say, what's your social security number? And I said, nope. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, I have a federal tax ID number. Right. And, and folks get that doesn't cost anything. And right. plus you don't want your social security number out there. I mean, you know, let's, let's just be honest. You know, that's, and so I tell them, no, no, I am a limited liability corporation. I am incorporated in my case in the state of Colorado. I have a federal tax ID. And, you know, and they will say, well, but, but, and I'm like, no, I, and, and, you know, and then they, well, we want to send you a 1099. I'm like, okay, you can send me a 1099. I said, but do you send it to Office Depot? It's the same thing. They're a company. I'm a company. You don't need to, to, you know, do that effort. Now they want to do it more to, to, to make sure that they're in compliance with everything. But but yeah, I I have that discussion every year with at least one or two clients to say, I'm not giving you my social security number. You know, I, and now granted, I might be the only person in wise women communications working with them, 
It doesn't but, matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 but that, you know, so I'm all they see, but I'm like, no, right. that, that doesn't matter. Um, no, and but, you definitely want, you're going to need, if you're going to have a, a incorporated entity or a limited mm-hmm. liability company, you're going to be required to get a federal tax ID mm-hmm. number for that company anyway. Right. And you definitely want to do mm-hmm. that. And the other thing I would recommend is when you're interacting with people, um, you do so under the umbrella of right. that company. Yeah. My so invoices have, say Wise right. Women Communications LLC. That's right. Mm-hmm. And your and your letterhead says mm-hmm. that yeah. and your and 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 that's how you mm-hmm. that's how that's how because they're gonna be doing business from it's business to business. Mm-hmm. And so um so for example I would not you know I don't send you an, an invoice um from me personally you mm-hmm. get an invoice from my company. Right. And the same, you should do that too. Mm-hmm. You really have to start thinking mm-hmm. about your company as, you know, I own a business mm-hmm. and it's separate from me. Right. And you want it to be separate from mm-hmm. you because that's how you're going to protect yourself mm-hmm. from uh, your personal assets right. from mm-hmm. being. And one of the other key things that I'm going to mention here to maintaining that uh, that protection is that you always want to make sure that you have a separate bank account. Oh, yes. Yes, for yes. that company mm-hmm. and that you keep the finances. You don't commingle your finances. Right. So the, the, when the invoices come in, it comes in to the company. Now, you're, you, that company is allowed to pay you. Right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You can take that money. But it has to come into the business mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Okay. And then if you have it, what's called a pass-through entity, um, meaning a LLC w- who is elected to have pass-through mm-hmm. for tax purposes mm-hmm. or a subchapter S corporation, then the, it's not going to matter. It's going to get taxed mm-hmm. to you as if it right. came directly to you mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. But it still needs to physically go into that bank account mm-hmm. and you really want to keep that separate and right. make sure that you don't use the credit card at Target or at mm-hmm. Walmart to buy mm-hmm. your personal things. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble with the IRS if right. you do it wrong, and it's right. harder to keep things. Separate. And and you know, I've I've said several times on the program, there are many things you can do, but don't mess with the IRS. You know, they <laughs> they will find you, and they will will do. Um, you know, and and it's it's so interesting. And you know, as I said, you know, we I think we have a lot of of the people that are are fans of this program who are independent contractors, and you know, and and people like that. And you know, I was talking with one person who. You know, he was consulting with with a company, and as a consultant, he had his own business. You know, all of those various things, but they were about ninety five percent of his business. He yeah. had a desk in their office that yeah, he was um, at, yeah, and he had business cards. <laughs> and I said, those oh, are all no, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know more than most people, but those are all three mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. You know, if you physically are at the at someone else's place of business mm-hmm. on a regular basis right. and you have a desk there, um, one could certainly argue that, you know, you're part of their business. Right. And especially if they can exercise any direction and control mm-hmm. over your work mm-hmm. and when you come right. in and mm-hmm. they tell you, you have to come in on a certain mm-hmm. day or you're going right. to represent yourself mm-hmm. as part of their company. Mm-hmm. Now you're crossing over mm-hmm. into the line where the, the law is going to consider you an, uh, an employee. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it can cause you all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and right. if you get hurt, you're not covered. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Well, and you know, it, if if you're an employee, of course, there are other things. I mean, you have insurance. You ha- you know, there's right. it, there's all sorts of things. Um, and then you know, there's also my understanding is you know the the like number of hours. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And you know, so it's it's best, especially if you are an independent consultant, really make sure you've covered yourself. Um, right. You know, like I go in into my clients' offices, but I do not have a permanent desk. Um, you know, I sit at a, you know, a table somewhere every once in a while. I don't, and I really don't go in all that often. Um, that's, that's the beauty. And that's why so many people want to be consultants is we don't have to do that. We can work in our jammies and, you know, and, and our sweats and we can stay home. Um, but, or, you know, we can go to the beach. I tell people, as long as I have internet, I can work anywhere. Um, right. but, but, you know, just, just make sure that, that you have covered yourself. Um, you know, and, and again, that's why this is so important because I think so many people really are thinking, Hey, I can just kind of do this as a little extra work. Um, when I first started my business, uh, the, you know, what happened was a former employer contacted me and said, can you come back and, and help us with some stuff? And right. luckily, yeah, 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 you know, I was smart enough to know, let's do this the right way. And then, of course, what I thought was, well, hmm, if they need me to do this, maybe other companies do too. And That's so that right. really was, you know, what my thought process when I, when I did so that. you have but the entrepreneurial mindset. I do. That's I all do. it takes. Well, I tell people, you know, in another life, I think I was an attorney, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and one of the things I think people, you know, they, they always think, I won't get caught. (laughs) And, and now granted, there are people who are deliberately being deceptive. Those are not the people we're talking to. You know, we're talking to the people who in all honesty think it's okay what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's all right, but it's not, you know, and I want to tell you a quick little story about this. I have clients who, when I tell them, um, you know, that's not legal mm-hmm. and you're going to get yourself in yeah. a lot of like, trouble if really? you do that. Their response to me is, well, this is how we've always done it. It's fine. Oh yes. We've never like, been caught before. If, and I, and <laughs> I have to tell them, look, you're the fact that you haven't been caught doing mm-hmm. something right. punished for doesn't it, make it right. Doesn't translate <laughs> into it's legal. Mm-hmm. Okay. My job is to tell you it's legal. You as my client are entitled mm-hmm. to make business decisions mm-hmm. in one of which is I'm not going to listen to my lawyer. Right. You know, you're entitled to do that. Mm-hmm. If you do it too often, I'm likely to say, yeah, I'm you find somebody not else. Your lawyer. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, 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 it puts me on the defensive mm-hmm. that I have right. to be saying, oh, no, mm-hmm. I definitely told you that. You know, like it's the fact that you're right. doing that does mm-hmm. not mean that I gave it the okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, d- d- we all make calculated risks. Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to do that? Am I going to, it's kind of like if, I, if you drive, you know, 60 right. miles. Can I, can I go five miles an hour over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, we all make those kind mm-hmm. of calculations and we're not all necessarily the, you know, the letter mm-hmm. of the law on, on every little thing we do. You might cross those, mm-hmm. not at a crosswalk. We all make those calculations. And, and I, as the client, you're entitled mm-hmm. to do that. As the lawyer, I, you know, to me, mm-hmm. the, it's either legal or it's not. Right. Or if it's a gray area where it's not clear if it's legal, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that too. Because mm-hmm. right. sometimes it's not clear, mm-hmm. you know, right. and those are kind of the tough cases. Mm-hmm. But that's the nice thing about having a smart client and having a good relationship with that mm-hmm. client where 
you sit down and talk to them in a way that they understand. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I think that lawyers are at fault for is that they, this is very weird to me too, because we're trained communicators. Mm -hmm. Lawyers have a tendency to communicate in a way that is not understandable mm -hmm. by people. Right. I it's like doctor speak. Yeah. <laughs> people say to me, mm -hmm. they'll say, oh, you know, you're a lawyer. And, and then they'll say, oh, my lawyer told me this. What did he mean? It's like, well, you, sh you your lawyer should have explained yeah. to you. Why didn't lawyer. you ask them for clarification? Well, mm -hmm. I think people can be intimidated by right. lawyers. Mm -hmm. And I, to be honest with you, I think that some lawyers like that, mm -hmm. you oh, know, yeah. where they get off on it a little mm -hmm. bit. And mm -hmm. so they talk way up here. Uh -huh. And, I, and I, I think they really do people a disservice when, you know, it, you know, to me, if this is your business, and you are going to be either involved in some sort of risk mm -hmm. or even a major decision of mm -hmm. any kind, it is imperative that you understand what goes into making mm -hmm. that decision and why that decision is made and why right. you think that's the right decision. Mm -hmm. Because to me, you're supposed to really, as your advisor, mm -hmm. I'm going to be very clear with you about mm -hmm. what my thought processes right. about what I think you should do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you pay me to do, mm -hmm. but you're still the decision maker, right. which means oh, you yeah. need to understand and have mm -hmm. a good sense of, well, here's the risk mm -hmm. and here's the benefits. And mm -hmm. yes, I'm on board with that decision mm -hmm. and why I think right. that, and this is one of the things I I'm going to tell you as a small business owner, one of the things that you don't realize is how valuable your business is to lawyers. Mm-hmm. A good business client is worth its weight in gold. Mm -hmm. Lawyers, you know, just imagine a children's birthday party where there's like a pinata filled with candy and it splits and then the kids are running to get it. Mm -hmm. These are lawyers with business <laughs> clients. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, just so valuable. Right. And so it's important that you recognize the value mm -hmm. that your business brings to mm -hmm. that lawyer and how important it is and why you have a right to expect mm -hmm. that you receive a certain kind of attention right. and service mm -hmm. And proper communication from your lawyer. Your mm -hmm. lawyer needs to respond to your phone calls. Mm -hmm. Your lawyer needs to answer your questions. And your lawyer needs to not be doing things that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. right. You must. But it is, you, you know, a lot of times, in fairness, I'm not sure, you know, if I'm speaking face-to-face -to, -face to somebody, I may think I'm being very clear. Right. But if I'm face-to-face -face mm -hmm. with them, I can see, you know, maybe that yeah, person doesn't quite because mm -hmm. people tend to mm -hmm. want to agree oh okay okay but yeah really we not we do the nodding thing yeah mm -hmm. but um but so so I, you know if you're communicating face to face with someone you can often tell and then you can backtrack and say now did you understand that right. are you sure you understand if you're on the phone you might not necessarily know mm -hmm. that so it's important for you as the entrepreneur the small business owner to speak up when you don't mm -hmm. understand something and recognize that you have a right to know right that's what you're paying. You're this paying person. them. <laughs> That's right. And you're probably paying a lot. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think it's important to know, though, which is sort of the other side of this coin, is that your lawyer is in the business of giving advice for a fee. Right. Which means that when you're on the phone with your lawyer, that's not the time to chat about politics or... Right. You know, mm -hmm. now for myself, I tend to have close relationships with my mm -hmm. clients and, you know, to the extent that my client's going to talk to me about, oh, my daughter went to, the, I'm obviously not going to charge them right. the time mm -hmm. I spent on the phone with them. But a lot of lawyers will be like, I picked up the phone at this mm -hmm. time and I closed it at that time and you're getting oh. charged. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. by the hour for every minute, mm-hmm. every text message you send, mm-hmm. every email you send, mm-hmm. every document that you send mm-hmm. for them to look at. A lot of times people think, well, it's only when my lawyer produces something tangible mm-hmm. for me, a written contract or right. a letter, that then I get charged for that. And it's like, no, that's that's the least mm-hmm. of what you do. Right. You know, well, you're getting paid. That yeah. That's what you're getting paid yeah. for. And And of course, what's important is to understand that relationship, you know, right. because there are some things where it might be a flat fee, you right. know, that they're going to charge right. you. Okay. You know, that's one thing, but, but yeah, right. you know, and, and so just know what it is, um, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, we get intimidated, you know, they're a lawyer, they're a doctor, right. they have all this knowledge. Well, you know, they also were relying on us to tell other people that they were good, you know, go to them, all these various things. And so it's okay. And, and let's be honest, they want to be giving you good support and good advice, right? you know, and, and so when there's confusion, when there's whatever, it's okay to ask for clarification, um, you know, and, and, you know, even if it is just, Okay, wait a minute. Wait, I don't know what you just said. You know, it it doesn't mean that you're not intelligent. That you you know, it just means right. you. Know, and it's it's kind of like industry jargon. You know, the other day somebody was saying something to me, and I said, "What? I have no idea what that word means." <laughs> and he went, "Oh, okay." You know, and and he said, "Oh, it means this and that." Okay, that's fine. And but he was so used to doing the industry jargon that it never occurred to him that wasn't something he should do. Right, and I have two things to say about this. Um, in my book. Um, I have a section on how to get the most out of your relationship with your lawyer. Cool. And the reason I put that in there and mm-hmm. I put, uh, uh, I put information in there about how to evaluate your lawyer's business, uh, billing practices mm-hmm. and how to communicate best with your lawyer mm-hmm. and even how to select a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it's really, it's, it, this is such a fundamental relationship right. and you're, mm-hmm. it's so important mm-hmm. that it's important that you understand that you're going to get the most out of your money mm-hmm. for your lawyer. And you're also going to make sure that you get mm-hmm. billed fairly. Right. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, about when you are, a, you know, an entrepreneur and you're, um, you're, you're doing some sort of business, you must understand everything that you're signing. Mm-hmm. And this is probably when I get to choose, okay, what are the top legal landmines? This is one of the other mm-hmm. legal landmines that I identify right. with is you need to understand your contract. Mm-hmm. And I think you're talking about jargon is what kind of brought this to my mm-hmm. mind is that lawyers automatically put in, and I have to admit I do too, because it's the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, put all kinds of legal jargon mm-hmm. into your contract. And sometimes they have to. I mean, it's... it's exactly. it, yeah. That's why I'm saying I do it too. And my, if you look at one of my contracts, mm-hmm. it contains all of these legal mm-hmm. jargons. One of the things I did in my book was I actually went through some of the more common phrases that you... Oh. There's a whole section on contracts uh-huh. mm-hmm. and how to understand contracts, mm-hmm. how to sign a contract mm-hmm. properly, um, and you know what kind of things you need to look for in a contract. Because, you know... You, a, a couple things. One is just to back up. You want to negotiate your best deal right. before you put it in writing. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. make sure that you're that what you're. You want to make sure that what goes into that writing is mm-hmm. your best deal. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you understand. And I think this is. It's so easy to do this wrong. I, I know. I even as a lawyer, I've been practicing law for a long time. I'll even find myself tempting to do mm-hmm. this 
you're, you have a piece of paper, you're talking to somebody face to face and they say, okay, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And they say, here's our standard contract. And they give you the contract. Mm -hmm. And you look at the contract and some of the things that they said isn't in the contract. Right. Or there might even be something in the contract that Mm -hmm. says the exact opposite. And they'll say, that's Mm -hmm. just our standard language. You know, this is the way we do it. Just, this is the way Mm -hmm. we do it. It's, it's all right. Mm -hmm. It's very important that you understand that the law looks at that piece of paper, the contract, as if it's like the holy grail. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in stone. <laughs> it is. If it's in the contract, mm-hmm. you're bound by it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's very important that you make sure that you don't agree to things mm-hmm. that you can't possibly right. do. Mm-hmm. You can't possibly mm-hmm. comply with. Mm-hmm. So you're already in breach of the contract before you start. Mm-hmm. Or you don't get what you absolutely mm-hmm. need from the mm-hmm. other side. Right. If you're not getting it and it's not in the four corners mm-hmm. of that contract, you don't have it mm-hmm. legally. Right. And it's very important. I want to just take a moment to mention notice requirements in mm. contracts. Okay. Almost always when you have a contract, they'll say, this contract is going to go until such and such a time, mm-hmm. unless you notify us within 30 days of right. blah, 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 that it's going to end. Mm-hmm. I want you to take your highlighter out and highlight that section of that contract. And you, when you get the contract, you put that notice in your diary, mm-hmm. you get out your phone and mm-hmm. you get yourself a little reminder, whatever you need to do, tell your secretary, your wife, your husband, whatever, you make sure that you know when that notice needs to mm-hmm. be given. But if that notice says you will give notice by getting on a camel and going to Saudi Arabia <laughs> and having something earmarked, postmarked mm-hmm. from Saudi Arabia within 90 days, but 60 days before, whatever it says, mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. Right. To the letter. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it to the letter, you didn't end that contractor. You mm-hmm. didn't, get, whatever the notice required, right. you are not getting mm-hmm. it. And I tell people this story that, um, because this is happens to people, is that I had a client who was an artist and he was a great guy and he had a manager who was kind of incompetent. And, um, but he's, they have a very close relationship day to day you know, you're an artist, you have a manager. Mm-hmm. So uh, he decided he wanted to replace his manager and he told his manager, look, um, your contract is coming up and I'm not going to renew your contract. Mm-hmm. He took it out for lunch and he said, look, you know, it's nothing personal, blah, it's blah, blah. Been great. And, the, and the manager said, oh, no problem. That's, that's not a problem. And um, he went, he then went out and he got a new manager mm-hmm. and he signed right. a new contract mm-hmm. with a new manager, obligating himself to pay 10% mm-hmm. of his of his income to the new manager. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days after the term expired, his old manager called him and said, great, I'm glad we'll be working together. And it cost him a went, lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's, I mean, and he's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I took it out for dinner. We had this. And he said, well, it said you had to give me written notice. And yeah. you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I got him out of that. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I got him out of that, and it cost him plenty of money mm-hmm. to get him out of it. But the only reason I got him out of it is because the manager had also violated some of the terms right. of the contract. Mm-hmm. And because of the specific relationship, he's the manager. Mm-hmm. It's his job right. to make sure mm-hmm. that his client complies with his contracts. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, he had violated mm-hmm. what we call a fiduciary duty. Right. So because of the special relationship, we were able mm-hmm. to get him out of it. 
But if you don't, you could be stuck paying the mm -hmm. old contract, old right. guy for mm -hmm. 10% and the mm -hmm. new guy too. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you make, because it's so easy to see how you could make that mistake, especially mm -hmm. if you have a very personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Right with somebody mm -hmm. and you think, okay, we have an understanding. Mm -hmm. You you need to understand that when mm -hmm. you're in business, your business relationship is governed by that contract. Right. And you need to understand mm -hmm. it. Right. And comply with it. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about contracts, especially for people who provide a service. So someone like okay. me. Right. Um, I have a written contract. Actually, I've, I initially do a written proposal. Now, you know, I've gotten a little bit more loosey-goosey with that, but it might be an email as opposed to you get this document. But you get right. something in writing that says, right. for X amount, I will do this and this and this. Right. Um, and, and then I have a signed contract with my clients. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and, of course, I have that because I got burned. Um, you know, now not badly, you know, and, and it was one of those things that, that was, you know, it ended up being okay in the long run, but you know, unfortunately long gone are the days where we do handshakes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and things change, you know, I worked for an agency many years ago and we had a client that was a pretty good chunk of their business and they had been, you know, we'd been you know, working for them for many, many years. Well, they got a new director of marketing who did not like our firm, you know, and it was just, he wanted his own firm. And right. so, you know, he looked through and he terminated the agreement and we went round and round and round with them about that. And, you know, and they kept saying, well, but, but we're friends, you know, all of these things. And it was like, no, you know, and, and we did have a written contract, you know, and, and it was right. one of those things where it, you know, it just, there's, there's nice and there's business. Um, you know, and, and that's, I think, what so many people forget is, you know, we think that we can do handshake, but it's, it's, it's going to cover everyone to, and to their benefit if you have a contract. Um, it it you know, really and, is important. And I think, you know, one of the other provisions in a contract I'd like to, that commonly you'll see in a contract, mm -hmm. you will see, um, and again, I go over this in my book for a reason, mm -hmm. is that if you... If your contract says this is the entire agreement mm -hmm. um, and it can't be modified except for in writing, mm -hmm. you can be assured that 99.8 or 9 of all contracts have that in it because right. a lawyer has written it and a yes. lawyer will And we have that boilerplate and we just go merrily and, along. But understand mm -hmm. how important that boilerplate is because what will happen is you'll you'll have that piece of paper and then as time goes on, you know, that mm -hmm. piece of paper is long in the, in the drawer somewhere. Mm -hmm. And now the two of you are having your relationship and you're saying, okay, well, we'll do this this time. And okay, mm -hmm. we'll do that this time. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you don't do that. Um, and, um, but the contract says there's no waiver. Mm -hmm. There are no waivers. You can't mm -hmm. waive any of these provisions. Right. Be modified. Mm -hmm. And the person will come to me and say, yeah, but he said that. Right. He said this. Mm -hmm. and here's what I need to tell that person. You see that contract and the mm -hmm. four corners of that contract and that clause that says mm -hmm. that integration clause mm -hmm. that says this is the entire agreement. Mm -hmm. What that means is that this is the entire agreement mm -hmm. and it can't be modified right. poorly. Mm -hmm. And the judge is going to look at that and the, oh, but he said this isn't that fraud. And I'm going to say to them, listen, understand something you're not even going to get to tell the mm -hmm. judge what he said. Right. 
because mm-hmm. the lawyer it like doesn't me, count <laughs> is going to come in in advance mm-hmm. before you ever get to see the judge mm-hmm. and is going to make what we call a motion in limine. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make a motion that says, Your Honor, I move to exclude from evidence any oral communications that contradict this, mm-hmm. line, this right. contract. Mm-hmm. And the judge is going to say, Granted. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get to say right. what he said. Mm-hmm. You're never going to even get mm-hmm. it out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So it's so important that you mm-hmm. understand that. It, this is why educating yourself about these legal mm-hmm. landmines is so important. Right. Because you once get that and you once know that, hey, mm-hmm. this can't be modified. Mm-hmm. He can he, he can be just as soon telling you fairy mm-hmm. tales. Right. Because right. that's how much legal... Mm-hmm legal effect mm-hmm. what that person has to say that modifies your agreement right you also need to make sure that the person that you're dealing with and this is why i always put in my my contracts an authority clause yes that says the person who's mm-hmm. signing this contract on behalf of this mm-hmm. corporation has the uh, warrants right. that mm-hmm. they have the authority mm-hmm. to sign this contract and to bind the company because if you don't have that in there a corporation is a piece of paper that mm-hmm. is governed by mm-hmm. certain rules in their bylaws. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their bylaws say. Right. Yeah. And the bylaws will say only this person is entitled to sign contract. Right. Well, guess what? If a different person mm-hmm. signs your contract and you want to enforce mm-hmm. that contract against the company mm-hmm. and you don't have the right person signing it, it's your contract's not, yeah. not enforceable. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that you make sure mm-hmm. that the, and especially if you're dealing with any kind of government contracts, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. don't trust mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you need it in writing mm-hmm. that the person who's signing mm-hmm. this has the authority, right. sign it, sign the mm-hmm. city or the state or whoever it is mm-hmm. that you're dealing with, because mm-hmm. it's very, very right. important. And again, most of the time they're not being deceptive. A lot of times it's, well, Sure, I'm the director of marketing. I should be exactly. able to sign this. Exactly. You know, I'm going to save time. You know, it'll be easier to do this. You know, and and all of those things. It's like no, um, it's, and and of course, it's especially important when there is money involved, um, right. because you know, if if the person that signed it doesn't have the right to have signed it, then they don't have to pay you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. And it's, it's especially important if you're dealing with any kind of governmental agency, right. but any, any corporation mm-hmm. or business entity of any kind, you want mm-hmm. a statement in there that says this person warrants mm-hmm. and represents that they have right. authority mm-hmm. and that they will, and that they, and that they ha- can they have the right to right. bind the company to this contract. Mm-hmm. And you want that in there. And then when you sign your contract, Mm-hmm. You always want to make sure you sign it, Deb Creer, right? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. president mm-hmm. or whatever you're right. of mm-hmm. such and so company, mm-hmm. yep. so that you're never signing mm-hmm. it in your personal capacity. Mm-hmm. You're yep. always signing your company, oh, yeah. your contract. Yep. That's as, what I'm, Deborah. <laughs> yeah, right. You, whatever it is, you, you and whatever your whatever your you always look at the signature line, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that that signature line. Mm-hmm. That there's no ambiguity mm-hmm. that you're signing it in your personal right. capacity or of yourself, mm-hmm. and that it is you signing it mm-hmm. as president or as CEO mm-hmm. or whatever you are of that company. Right. Right. And so that you want to make sure that mm-hmm. as well. Right. Yeah. You know, and again, this is to protect everyone. You know, and That's and right. and and most people aren't going to take advantage. They're not going to do those things. But sometimes just simple things happen. You know, like uh, you know, I was mentioning. You know, they got a new director of marketing. And the director of marketing had the authority to sign. And he said, nope, I don't like those guys. 
So it didn't matter in the slightest, you know, because he had the right to do that. Um, you know, and even though their company president, well, but I like them. No, nope. you know, he had the authority that he could say, I just don't like you guys. Um, you know, and, and so it's, you know, it, it really is one of those things. And I, and I can't emphasize it enough. You know, make sure that you have done that. You know, even if it's something fairly simple, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's to protect yourself and it's to protect the clients. Um, you know, and, and so, so it's, you it's also, very important. It, part of that is when you're negotiating that contract, right? let's say you're going to put up a lot of money or time or effort up front, like mm-hmm. in, for example, in a marketing thing, um, you then might want to make sure that you pay careful attention to the reasons why this contract can be terminated. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to maybe specify, mm-hmm. well, it can't just be if you don't like us. Right. Once right. I've spent, mm-hmm. once I've done all the legwork and getting you mm-hmm. this, um, I don't want you to take what I did and now just right. go mm-hmm. and not give me mm-hmm. and not that when the payout day mm-hmm. is, you know, 10 days mm-hmm. from now, take what I've got and say, well, we don't mm-hmm. like you. You really need to be pay attention. Mm-hmm. What reasons can mm-hmm. this contract be terminated mm-hmm. and be careful about the way that you protect yourself, that you're not going to get taken advantage mm-hmm. of. The other thing I want to mention about contracts is whenever you're entering into a relationship with mm-hmm. another person, even mm-hmm. an employee or a independent contractor or another business. I think a good example is a marketing partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna, if you're gonna give over to your marketing partner, you're gonna say, here's my logo, here's mm-hmm. my taglines, here's all my ideas about, mm-hmm. and here's my company, mm-hmm. here's all our contacts for you to contact. You must get a non-disclosure right. agreement mm-hmm. signed up front. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you that um, I just had this dispute with one of my clients recently. Um, uh, you know, he downloaded from the internet a, an NDA, a non-disclosure mm-hmm. agreement, and he said, "Diana, you know, can I sign this?" And I said, "No, I'm gonna, I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll write one for you." Mm-hmm. And so I sent him back a much more detailed, right, longer. Yes. The the law firm of Google, Google, and Google is not. Right. The, the best option, and um, and and I and he was really upset that mm-hmm. I that that the one that I was giving him was longer and more mm-hmm. complicated. And I said, "Listen, you need to understand something. The one you have, it you literally can throw it in the toilet right. because it doesn't have any teeth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any remedy right. if they mm-hmm. do it wrong. If they if they steal your product, and let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. This has really come home to me because I had a client." whose marketing partner literally stole their business Mm -hmm. and in fact went and tried to trademark their name. Oh, and um, yeah, actually Mm -hmm. filed it um, under their business, Mm -hmm. went to their client and decided, hell, I could, I could make this business as good as you Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just, and look, I've got all this stuff. (laughs) I can, I'm going to, you know, I've got all your, uh, you know, everything that you do, I've got all your Mm -hmm. forms, everything, Mm -hmm. because I'm enrolling your people for you and I've got all your forms, everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to change your name, put mine on there. Mm -hmm. And I'm good to go. Yep. And it was a huge legal battle over it, but it really did let me know that and make bring it home that those NDAs, they mm-hmm. need to be legally enforceable. They have mm-hmm. to have teeth. Mm-hmm. They need to be like there's a consequence right. for you doing this. Mm-hmm. There's a and and you may not use my information for any reason, mm-hmm. directly or indirectly, for any reason right. other than for my mm-hmm. benefit. You can't use it for your benefit. Mm-hmm. 
directly or indirectly mm-hmm. for a third ben- party's benefit, mm-hmm. nobody else's benefit but mine. And when you're done, you're going to give everything to me. Mm-hmm. The other thing you need to know when you're signing these contracts is that you need to make sure you specify up front who gets the intellectual property of what is created right. during that contract mm-hmm. or during that relationship. Mm-hmm. Who owns it? If right. I make you a logo mm-hmm. um, or design brands mm-hmm. for you. Is it my logo you, or is it your logo? You definitely want to be able to walk away with that mm-hmm. logo and say it's mm-hmm. mine. These are magic words. They're mm-hmm. called for hire. Mm-hmm. Um, they are literally magic words in mm-hmm. the law in mm-hmm. that if you say this is employment for hire, mm-hmm. that's a shorthand of saying you're doing this for me mm-hmm. and I own it. Right. And you want to make absolutely sure that if you're on that side of it, mm-hmm. where you're creating something for mm-hmm. someone, um, you want to know, am I, am I giving this artwork over to them? Mm-hmm. Because if I am, I might, it might be worth more money mm-hmm. than if I get to keep it myself. Right. Or, and, and if I want to use it mm-hmm. as one of my samples, mm-hmm. I might want to get that cleared in mm-hmm. advance. Right. Too. Well, and you know, I mentioned the fact that you know I I got burned and by not having a, a well written contract, and it was exactly with logo design. You know, we had given them twelve samples, you know, d- different versions and and all of this, and they picked one, and you know that was great, and we went forward, you know, with all that stuff, and then months later, she happened to mention the fact that one of the other designs was being used by her husband. And I said, oh, no, no, you only bought one. And she, of course, said, well, that's not what it says in your contract. And, you know, and, and, and it was funny because he, at that point, um, was an attorney. And so he and I had a little discussion. And, you know, and, and I mean, they were right. You know, there was, I, had, I had no ground to stand on. But they were nice and they were fair people. And he said, tell you what I'm going to do to pay you for the, that logo. He said, I'm going to rewrite part of your contract. And, you know, and, and so what he did was he wrote, rewrote the section. So, you know, they would happen, you know, and, and this is in everything that they get the final version, right? Everything else, all, you know, all specs, all comps, all drafts, all of that remain mine. Right. Um, you know, and, and, right. and, you know, and, and that, that really was just so important. And, but yeah, I just, I assumed that, well, you know, they liked logo A you know, they, that was all they were going to use. Now they, and, and they were right. I mean, because my contract didn't say it, they actually had all of them. Right. So I think that, you know, I mean, it really goes back to that basic bottom line Mm -hmm. is is that the permutations of how this can rear its ugly head, it all comes down to the same thing, which is read that contract, Mm -hmm. understand that it's literally the Bible of your relationship Mm -hmm. and that it's not, you, what's in that contract mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. because you are going to be bound by it. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's really important that you understand it. Right. It's important that you comply with mm-hmm. it. And it's important that you've created provisions mm-hmm. in there that allow you to force re- compliance for right. the other side. Mm-hmm. And that if they don't, and you have to go after them, that they have to pay your attorney's mm-hmm. fees. Right. Oh, yeah. Because That's a, the lot important times, mm-hmm. a lot of times... People will pull the, I I don't want to be political here, so I'm going to think of a different example. When somebody has a lot more power Mm -hmm. and they basically say, well, I'm just not going to pay you. Right. 
um, I'm not going to pay you and it's going to cost you X amount of dollars to fight with me. And mm-hmm. even though I don't really have any reason to not pay mm-hmm. you, I'm just not mm-hmm. going to. Yeah. Big company and X. Mm-hmm. A big company, mm-hmm. a big company and who routinely does, mm-hmm. this is their way of doing it. And you're business. just this little bug. That's right. And mm-hmm. to just say, well, fight me over it. Mm-hmm. And then you bring it to a lawyer and your lawyer's like, all right, you got, you know, $10,000 in dispute mm-hmm. here. And they're offering you five and it's mm-hmm. going to cost you 15. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm in the hive. <laughs> Take the five. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, you know, the, those realities mm-hmm. get shifted mm-hmm. if you have the proper provision in your right. client that says mm-hmm. that if you violate this contract, mm-hmm. you will pay my attorney's fees right. to come after you to mm-hmm. get it. Right. And that changes that dynamic mm-hmm. dramatically. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a very important thing. Right. So I think the bottom line is, is that, you know, you, it's not that we, have to just be so suspicious mm-hmm. of everyone. And this is one of the reasons people don't like lawyers very much right. is that one of the things we do is we, first of all, we have actually been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. You see catastrophe after catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they start to fall within very identifiable mm-hmm. patterns. Right. You can so see able, that coming. That's mm-hmm. right. So you're able to predict disaster mm-hmm. before it happens. Mm-hmm. My job is to look at your situation, predict disaster mm-hmm. and protect you from it mm-hmm. in advance. Right now, you can't always predict every disaster, but Mm -hmm. there's a whole universe of disasters Mm -hmm. out there that have already happened Mm -hmm. that lawyers have gotten very good Mm -hmm. at predicting. And that's the reason why you see all that Mm -hmm. complicated language in Mm -hmm. your contract is to protect you from those things. Mm -hmm. It's always better if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not really sophisticated. Spend a little bit of money to have your lawyer look at any mm-hmm. important contract that right. you're going to sign. Mm-hmm. Because if it's important to you and it's one of your primary relationships mm-hmm. that your business is going to rise or fall mm-hmm. on it or really going to be hurt mm-hmm. one way or the other, get out your wallet and hire somebody to take right. a look at that contract. Mm-hmm. Because unless, some people are very sophisticated and they're actually able to look at it themselves. Mm-hmm. Those people are kind of few and far between. Mm -hmm. And I have very sophisticated clients who are very smart people who routinely sign contracts that are just like, I can't believe you signed this contract. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at some point as your lawyer, it's like you want to come to me and say, you know, well, a good lawyer should be able to get me out of anything. And it's like, well, a good lawyer is definitely going to be able Mm -hmm. to um, you know, look at every crevice and see, well, where did they violate mm-hmm. the contract or what could this argument be made? But if, 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 if you have a bad contract to begin with, mm-hmm. really tying your lawyer's hands and, you know, or making them mm-hmm. work with like one hand behind their back, there's no need to do that. Mm-hmm. It really is important. And I can't really stress it enough, the various ways that this can come back and bite you. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Diana, we are at the top of the hour. In fact, we went past it, but oh, um, you know, that's all right. This is, this is, you know, it's, it's very important stuff. And, you know, but more importantly, there were several things that we didn't even get to. Um, you know, I really wanted to talk about sexual harassment, oh, um, yeah. ageism, you know, because yeah. I work with a lot of people who are in the job market, um, you know, all sorts of things. And so, you know, we definitely have to have you on again because, you know, whether, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody who is, is, you know, the employee or the potential employee or the employer, I think there's some, you know, more things that we need to discuss here. Oh, yeah. So we will definitely have you on again. Great. But until then, how do people find you and connect with you online? Um, my website is www.seniorpartnerlaw.com. Perfect. And your book is, of course, on Amazon. Um, you know, it and it's, it's, it's not, not on oh. Amazon. I typically 
give that book to my clients. So they um, need to contact you and yeah, I give that book to my clients. It's not, I didn't write it necessarily to make mm-hmm. money. Although people have told me you really should put it on Amazon and I probably will. But for the most part, I wrote it to give to people. Right. And, um, and, and it I, is a great resource. You know, I was going so through it thinking. The smart mm-hmm. entrepreneur, the, um, the, the legal reference guide for entrepreneurs is Perfect. what it's called. And, and it and really does go through step-by-step, step, many things. You know, and even if you've been in business for years, it's worth looking at it to make sure that you're, that you're still okay. You know, That's right. You know, so many of those things we went, eh, we didn't need to do that. Oh, maybe we should have. Um, you know, I've been in business t- over 20 years, and there are some things that I need to go back and fix. Um, well, is you, yeah, you can look at it and say, oh, I'm going to hire somebody. What does mm-hmm. Diana say about hiring? Mm-hmm. Or I want a drug test. What does mm-hmm. Diana say right. about that? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to read it cover to cover. Right. It's really mm-hmm. a reference guide. Mm-hmm. So it's right. a legal reference guide for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. And you can contact me at www.seniorpartnerlaw.com. I love it. Well, Diana, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? You know, I feel like I covered a lot in this. So you've been really great. We did. We Um, went through a lot of information. So, you know, a lot of the things I would leave people with were, you know, you know, the essential landmines, make Mm -hmm. sure you, you, um, you read your contracts, you understand Mm -hmm. them, make sure you get your NDA, Mm -hmm. make sure you understand the kind of relationship Mm -hmm. that you're entering into, either Mm -hmm. it's an independent contractor employee, and you want to make sure you set your business up right. Perfect. So those are kind of the things I agree with you that probably the other most important things we we didn't get to are things like sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. which is probably one of the biggest, Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest issues in today's business Mm -hmm. world. So a bunch of those things, discrimination, Mm -hmm. age discrimination, um, the um, family medical leave, Mm -hmm. all of those things. So we're glad to come back. Perfect. Perfect. We will have you on after the first of the year. Um, you know, and, and, and it is an important discussion to have. And, and so we will be having that. Until then, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating time talking with Diana Stallone. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.